Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Tuesday, November 15, 2022. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else but stick around. You might learn something new. What's up, guys? Sorry I didn't record on Friday. I had uh, some work. I'll tell you all about it on the podcast, but I figured I should record at least on this Tuesday to keep you up to date with what's going on, all right? So why did I record on Friday? Well, I actually had a hosting. Yeah, live events are kind of back, man. Back in almost full swing. It was a debut. Oh, no, no. On Friday, I had a hosting in Pampanga at SM Clark. It was for NLEX, like NLEX, you know, the, the highway. And it was in partnership with Nickelodeon of all, like, random pairings. So it was just a bunch of kids there, and they were teaching road safety. And they were featuring this uh, animated show from Nickelodeon called Paw Patrol, which I'd never heard of. But, you know, they showed clips on the screen throughout the hosting. And I was like, damn, this is a pretty good show. Like, I feel like if I was seven, eight, nine years old, I would love that shit. It's basically these dogs with superpower. They talk and they have names like like Sky and 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 Marshall. <laughs> Those are the ones I remember. Like one, like Sky can fly. Marshall does something with fire. Rubble is like super strong. He's like the Hulk. And it's pretty dope, man. Paw Patrol. So anyway, there are a bunch of kids. I had to hype up a bunch of kids for a couple hours. And it was easy peasy. And it's my first time to host in SM Clark, which was really cool. Because I used to hang out there in my youth. You know, I was 15, 16, 17 years old hanging out there during my... My winter, my Christmas vacation, I would go to SM Clark, and it's just, nah, I wouldn't say full circle, but it's pretty cool that in the mall that I used to frequent in my younger years that I was there doing work. It was, it was a nice feeling. So shout out to the team at NLEC, shout out to Joven who got me, I don't think you're going to listen to this, but just in case you do, thank you brother, I appreciate it, and I hope to look for, I look forward rather to working with them again, working with them again. And then the next day on Saturday, Ah, uh, sorry, I'm chewing gum. Um, I had my debut hosting. I hosted a debut for a girl named Nikki, and it was at Shangri-La Hotel, Edza. So Edza Shang, like hotel, not Edza Shang Mall, but Edza Shang Hotel. And it was a lot of fun. It was a great theme. It was like outer space or whatever, and the it was like a really well-made set or what do you call it? Design. And the name of the events company that handled it was LaBelle, L-A-B-E-L-L-E. So I don't know if any of you have uh, plans of having a debut or or maybe you, you have a cousin or niece or whatever that's having one and they're looking for an events team. Uh, LaBelle, I would recommend them. They were really good. And I remember on this podcast, if you've been listening for years, which maybe, maybe there's a couple of you that listen to every single one. I went on a rant about how I thought oh, I thought like hosting the booze was kind of lame, like not lame that like I'm happy that I get to do it because I get money from it and I do have fun. 
but the fact that you that you uh you don't really need a host for a debut or a wedding for that matter but you know ever since the pandemic i kind of have changed my stance on that i'm like you know what you know what i could see the value of it not that i not that i devalued it you know you know what i'm saying but i kind of get it now more than i did before cuz i remember when i was doing all these debuts all these weddings pre pandemic i was like dude anyone could do this like like why do we need why do they need me i felt i felt i don't know if that it's like imposter syndrome or whatever i was like what what is my point here what is my purpose here like am i adding value to this day even though i i know that i was by being entertaining and whatever keeping things going but i was like dude like anyone could like somebody from the entourage could just read hey like it's just reading names pretty much for the debut, right? For the roses and the whatever. But halfway through the program, I was like, you know what, man, I really miss doing this. And I get it. So maybe I'd like to kind of retract my statement from uh twenty nineteen before any audio clips surface on TikTok canceling me, right? For hosting debuts and then shitting on them. <laughs> so shout out to uh Nikki. Happy birthday. I also have another debut that I'm hosting this Saturday. So I'll tell you about that on the next podcast, all right? What else? What else? Um, My mom, I met up with my mom yesterday and earlier this morning because she uh, is flying out or she she's probably, no, she already flew out. So she's probably just arriving in Tokyo right now. But we had dinner last night at Nonos. And uh, if you know anything about my Instagram, I posted about Nonos a few months ago, uh, praising, highly praising their Cream cheese wontons with the honey and like walnuts or whatever on it. Shit still slaps. Go to Nono's and get get that thing. And then we tried this um, cream pasta with, with uh, salmon, which was okay. I just think it lacked salt. It was big. It, it was like 700 pesos. It was big enough for the both of us. It came with like five pieces of, of bread as well to go along with the pasta. Heavy meal, heavy meal. But... Uh, I wish they just added. We had to like add salt and 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 uh, pepper, chili flakes to kind of make it hit harder. But overall, still pretty good. So no nos. Uh, would recommend the cream cheese wontons. Go get it. And then this morning we had breakfast at um, Pancake House because it was close by, and I didn't really want to think about where to go. And I'm not the biggest fan of Pancake House. I think it's really overpriced for the most part. And I was surprised that uh, their tacos, because I, you know, have you guys ever heard of that Instagram, uh, Sukat Squad, S-U-K-A-T-S-Q-U-A-D? They're not super active anymore, but when they first came out, they were posting like the macros, meaning like the total calories, the fat, the protein, the carbs of like popular restaurant food. So I went back to their thing and I scrolled all the way back because I wanted, I remember they posted about it. I wanted to see how many calories were in the the, the tacos, the 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 town, I know, best in town tacos of um, Pancake House, and I was surprised they're like three hundred and twenty calories each. I was like, "What the fuck?" I in my estimate, in my mental estimate, I thought it was only like two hundred. It's like three hundred for that. Like they taste good, but I was like, "Damn, you could get so much more value from just like eating shit at home." Like a cup of rice is alone is like two hundred. And then you could get some chicken for, you know, I don't know, like 100 grams of cooked lean chicken breast is, is like 130 calories. So you're telling me 
100 grams of chicken and a cup of rice is the same as that one taco. That's barely filling, by the way. I ate three of them. Um, well, I, know, I was just surprised. So, yeah, she uh, went back to Japan earlier today after Pancake House. She took a grab because I don't have my car. I didn't have my car to, to drop her off. So there's that. What else? What else? What else? Uh, oh, well, if you listen to Hala Hala Show, you do know that I talked about Black Panther on there, which because I know I watched it on Wednesday. I didn't do my podcast on Friday, so I haven't talked about it here yet. So I'll do a little bit of a Black Panther thing. I don't think I should spoil it because it's just new. So just like Hala Hala Show, I won't spoil it. But maybe I'll go into a little bit more detail. Um, so after kind of uh, processing the movie after a week. Because, you know, after you watch a movie, usually you're, you're kind of, it's like recency bias. You start thinking, wow, that was the best movie in a long time. Or, wow, that was probably the best MCU film in a while. And when I went out of Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, that would kind of hit me. I was like, wow, that was actually probably the best MCU film. Uh, the best Phase 4 MCU movie, hands down. But then I started thinking after a week, I was like, uh, no, it probably wouldn't beat Spider-Man. My thing with Spider-Man is, it came out during the pandemic, right? When, 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 and during the, 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 the Filipino Film Festival, and they didn't show it, they showed it in theaters like in January. And by that time, I'd already been spoiled on TikTok. I was already pissed off. I watched the bootleg version simply because I already found the spoiler. So my my kind of experience of Spider-Man uh No Way Home is it No Way Home? Yeah, No Way Home was tainted by that. But overall Spider-Man still probably would go on top. I just wish that I had the the experience of seeing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire duh spoilers, but you've you know it's been out for a while. I wish I had that experience of seeing it in the theater for the first time. Even though I had a feeling they were going to be in it because, you know, that leaked photo of Andrew Garfield came out. But I was just, like, really spoiled by TikTok. And maybe that was one of the reasons why I was up in the air between Wakanda and that. And then I started thinking, shit, was, like, Eternals better than than Black Panther? Because I really liked Eternals, right? I think I spoke praises by Eternals. I really liked Eternals. I liked it better than Shang-Chi. Uh, with Shang-Chi wasn't bad. I'm just saying I like the Eternals better. Uh, but no. So it's got to fill in at number two, I think. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And then upon hindsight, also, the the I gave praise to the actors and actresses that I thought did well in Halal Show. So namely, the, the Queen, who was super good. Um... Okoye, played by Denai Gurira, Gurara, uh, Michonne from Walking Dead. Okoye, she was fantastic. And I think I praise Shuri, the, the anti-vax girl, what's her name? Letitia, right? <laughs> but upon kind of thinking about it, I was like, you know what? There was, I feel like, cause she did really good in some parts, especially when it came to the parts about, uh, T'Challa, Ch- Chadwick Boseman. It felt real. It felt authentic. But I think like there's an element of I wish there was more anger. Now that's my I don't think that's a spoiler, but I wish the anger was portrayed more. Right? I I, I can't really go into it without spoiling that much. And then Namor, I spoke praise about Namor, and I still stand by that. The villain in this movie is Namor. I don't know the name of the actor. I think he's a Mexican guy or he's a Latino guy. Latino or South American? I don't really know. 
but he was really good. But also on that note, after digesting it for about a week, I was like, I feel like he should have been a little bit stronger. Although you do see the power of his people in the film. Just towards the end, I was like, I feel like he should have been more dominant, if that makes sense. If you've watched the movie, maybe you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so would I recommend it? Hell yeah, go watch it, man. It's an emotion. I mean, I see all the comments on social media. This is the one where I see all the comments saying, like, I bawled my eyes out. I was I was crying in my seat the whole time. I get it. I mean, I, I didn't cry at all during the movie, but I felt sad. Especially for the Chadwick Boseman. Actually, it was only, I only felt sad because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, but it was an emotionally charged film. Uh, the only film where I actually kind of teared up was, um, Endgame. When Tony Stark died. I was really sad when that shit happened. I was sad as fuck. I didn't cry when, in an Infinity War, when everyone got dusted because, like, they're coming back. Duh. I did almost cry when I thought Tony was gonna die in Infinity War when he got stabbed. Remember? When, when Thanos stabbed him, but then Doctor Strange saved him or whatever with giving him the stone. Uh, so yeah. Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Would recommend. Still is the second best next to Spider-Man. Some might say it's the best. Oh, I forgot about Doctor Strange too. I was like, dude, it might have even been better than Doctor Strange. And you know what? A part of it kind of is. But there are also parts of Doctor Strange that were awesome. The Multiverse of Madness. They are actually like, I enjoyed both equally, but they were different films. Obvi- I mean, obviously, duh, they're different films. But in terms of the way it made me feel, like Doctor Strange made me feel sadness because of, like, well, you feel bad for Doctor Strange's character because he loses the girl or whatever. And you also feel bad for Wanda because she loves her children so much. <laughs> her imaginary children. Whereas in Black Panther, you feel more for the loss of Chadwick Boseman in real life, but also of T'Challa and Wakanda in the movie. All right? Anything else? Um, I went on a really long podcast last week, so I don't really want to bore you guys too much this week. The World Cup is happening next week. I'm excited for that. I've always been a, a fan of the World Cup. I remember the first ever World Cup I followed was in 2002. Japan, Korea, when I was living in Japan. And it was such a treat, like, watching all the games. We watched it in school, too. I remember, like, they would ca- not cancel classes, but we would be in school, and they'd be like, let's fucking watch this. Because I went to a, I went to a, a, an international school, and it was a British school. So we would be watching all the England games. And I remember watching England versus Brazil. When Brazil won, I think it was 2-0 or 1-0. What's that? Ronaldinho scored a free kick over Tim Henman. And I remember, I remember that. And all my classmates were pissed. It was a good time to be a football fan in general. It was just so fun watching it. I remember also watching at home with my cousins who were on vacation at the time in Japan. I remember supporting Japan. I always support Japan in the World Cup. It's just, it's exciting. I don't know who the newer players are. I remember in 2002 and in even 2006, I was keeping up with who the big names are. And now I only really know the old heads, like, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo is like 38 now. Messi, I don't even know how old Lionel Messi is. I don't know who the new generation is. Like, Brazil at the time, in 2002, it was Ronaldo. Like, Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, right? Ronaldinho, you had Kaká, 
you had Kafu, uh, all these all these players. And then with Germany, you had like Klose and Oliver Kahn was a fantastic goalie in two thousand two. I, I like I could name drop so many like Figo. There's a great here's a here's a little blast from the past for anyone that was alive in two thousand two and even remotely followed the World Cup or even likes football or soccer. Go to YouTube and type in Nike Cage Commercial. It is hands down one of the best series of sports slash Nike slash football commercials ever. It is so cool. I haven't ever since then I haven't seen a commercial come close to being that fucking cool. If I was a football player and I needed to buy new cleats or new shoes, new football shoes, by seeing that commercial, I would have bought some fucking Nikes and never looked back. It is the cool, even if you're not a soccer fan, stop this podcast right now. Go on YouTube and type here. Let me, I just want to make sure I'm sending you to the right place, okay? Going on YouTube, Nike Cage. Type in Nike the oh, shut up Alexa. <laughs> Sorry. Nike the cage. And it's six minutes long. But back in the day, it was released, I think, in like 30 or 40 or 60 second segments. And it's a three-on-three match between the best players in the world at the time. And they do cool tricks. It's just such a visual treat. I, I don't know if there's an HD, a better like HD version. Uh, look, I'm looking through the thumbnails here. It looks like some of these are pretty good quality, but highly recommend. Check it out. Oh, here, here. Nike Secret Tournament Campaign 2002 Full HD, 60 frames per second. Go watch that right now. This was the same era, uh, cause there was that time when Nike was so dominant in advertising. I think, huh? There was a Nike basketball commercial, which came out maybe. I don't know, like two years before that, maybe a year before that, the freestyle Nike basketball, you might know that it, they, they make like a freestyle beat just dribbling and doing street tricks. It, it has that same coolness about it. Yeah, Nike had some fucking amazing ads. This is not a Nike sponsored episode, but if it, I would be, I could, I would be like, damn, Nike, you did a, you, you did your thing. Adidas has some really good ones too. I, I think I've shared before that Adidas house party is one of the first commercials that actually had an impact on me where I actually went out and bought the product that I saw on TV. Because I'm rarely, I think, I, I, I can't think of many products where I watched a uh, a video advertisement for it and then immediately was like, I got to have that. Adidas House Party, look for that one. It ha- look for the one. It has Snoop Dogg, Katy Perry, David Beckham. It has a bunch of like uh, Adidas celebrities in it. With the with the song "Beggin" by Madcon playing in the background, that is one of the coolest commercials I've ever seen as well. Whew, man, what a blast from the past! I mean, I think now, especially with the quick hit, you know, last last week I talked about how people's attention spans are so short now. Like, I don't think they make ads like that anymore. Like, most people would not watch a two minute advertisement. I mean, how often do you skip an advertisement when you watch YouTube if you don't have premium? If you're poor and you don't have premium, just kidding. I have premium though. <laughs> Would recommend. Um, if at least if you live in the Philippines, um, YouTube premium is pretty affordable. I think it's like 130, 140 pesos per month. Would recommend. It's game changing. Every time now, like someone tries to show me a video on YouTube and they're on their, they're on their, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> their free account and then you uh, an ad pops up i'm like what is going on like my brain cannot process watching ads on youtube anymore because i'm so used to not seeing them it really is like it's really worth your it's worth it get youtube premium i would even i would rather have youtube premium than spotify premium tbh i would, i don't listen to music that often anymore cuz i don't drive that much and when i'm in the gym like I feel like I'm only half tuned into the music I listen to anyway, but YouTube, I'm on YouTube all the time watching the most random shit. And I think in terms of versus Spotify, you spend more time listening to ads on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. So, do yourself a favor, get YouTube Premium. And I, I lost my train of thought. I forgot why. Oh yeah, yeah, we were talking about uh, attention span. So these these long-form commercials I don't think they exist anymore, or at least I don't think advertisers are placing much money into it. Because A, nobody really watches normal, like normal, quote unquote, normal TV anymore. Everyone is online. Everyone's on streaming services, which they sell to you by saying, hey, there's no ads. But apparently they're going to be bringing ads back to like, they're not back. They're going to start bringing ads to streaming services as well. So I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that's going to even go over well with anybody. Would you still watch Netflix? Would you pay less? Because cause I think the way it works is Netflix is going to offer two services. One's more expensive with no ads. One is cheaper with ads. Depending on the price difference, I would splurge for the no ads. Ads are so annoying. And here I am. See, that I am a, a perfect example of today's uh today's social media slash tv quote-unquote tv watcher nobody wants to watch long-form ads anymore so it's just i can't imagine them making a commercial this fucking cool anymore and i don't think i've even seen any product on any ad digital ad that was that super caught my eye the only things that kind of work for me are fashion shit like especially shoes like if i see a post of a shoe like a cool reel maybe of people wearing a dope looking shoe i think that works on me but i can't think of anything else like what what ads work on you like be honest with yourself when's the last time well maybe because i'm super cheap as well but do you remember the last time you saw an advertisement whether it be an organic ad meaning it was you know it was it was just an ad that was placed between youtube videos and played for by the paid for by the advertiser versus let's say an influencer like you can even say when was the last time you were influenced by an influencer to buy something um i don't know podcasts actually and i know this is kind of i i know you're probably thinking you're you're only saying this because you want to give social proof to your podcast but you know what i've actually remembered some stuff on podcasts that i've listened to even in the states and I actually used it in the States because when I was there, I remember hearing uh, I was listening to the Bad Friends podcast with Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino, and they kept having a DoorDash advertisement. And that really stuck in my head. I think it's because when you listen to podcasts, you're more tuned in, right? You're more engaged than just scrolling through social media. But think about it. Just like do a long, hard think about advertisements and their effect on you. Do they work? Is it worth it? I know for a fact that some advertisers, they only want you to see the product. They're not even trying to get you to buy it, which is crazy money, right? Like that that kind of I feel like I've I've mentioned this before. 
But when I was really heavy into social media, I questioned, why are they paying this much? And I doubt they're getting va- like that value in terms of sales back. So for example, let's say they paid me 5,000 pesos to post something about, uh, let's say, uh, like for example, Coke Zero, right? Because they haven't paid me yet. <laughs> so I'm just going to shit on them for a little bit, although I love Coke Zero. Uh, I posted, uh, it, it, they paid me like, I think it was like 8,000. No, it was like 10,000 pesos for a, for a Coke Zero Star Wars ad shit a couple of years ago. I think they paid me half and they haven't paid me the other half. And I don't even know if it's worth following up anymore because it's just a pain. I probably will though sometime in the future if I want to be a pain in the ass to them. But back to it. So let's say they paid me 10,000. There's no fucking way that I sold 10,000 pesos worth of Coke Zero to whoever watched that video. No way. I, I know for a fact, like I know the clout that I deliver. I know that I can maybe sell some stuff uh, to some people, like because if I truly believe it, because I love Coke Zero, right? But I feel like talking about Coke Zero on this podcast would help me sell more than just a video of me like showing it off the Star Wars Coke Zero bottles back in the day. And then I was talking to, who was I talking to about this? I think my friend Alvin, who was my co-DJ on radio before, who worked for, uh, at, a, at that time, he was working for a tech uh, blog. And he told me that these, like at least for tech, they don't even want you to sell the product. They just want you to get the name out so that people see and hear it. And I, that really blew my mind. I was like, that's what people are, that's what they're spending money on? Eyes on the product? You're not even really trying to sell. You're just trying to get like this, you're trying to illuminati your way into people's minds so that you are top of mind the next time you go shopping. It's like a subconscious thing. And it really got me thinking. i like, damn, that is the psychology of advertising. And I was like, wow, that's pretty deep. Just think about it, right? Think about it. now. Now that we're we're in, we're now that we're talking about this. Think about the top of mind products when you think of certain things. Because I always thought my, my cousin one time asked me. We were looking at billboards, and I was like, "What is the point of having a billboard for Coke?" Everyone knows Coke. There's no one on this planet that doesn't know what Coca Cola is. Why do they still need to advertise? It's because I think uh, it's because. When you go to the store or when you go to McDonald's or when you go to any place that serves beverages, whatever, and you ask, they ask you, do you want something to drink? They're hoping that psychologically Coke, that red image, like before it was the polar bears. I don't know what, 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 what Coke is pushing now, but they're hoping that a polar bear or a red logo or they're always Coca-Cola theme song pops into your head even subconsciously and that's why you pick it i that isn't that crazy like they have money to just throw at you know uh advertisers influencers kols to just fuck with people's minds it's pretty bananas anyway i'm done talking about this (laughs) that was a tangent that i didn't think i would go on uh (laughs) the last thing i'm going to talk about so I just landed some new VO gigs and talent, uh, VO gigs and, uh, not talents, clients. So I'm pretty set now for at least financially for the next few months, hopefully, where I don't have to look for a job. <laughs> I've been unemployed for a year, guys. And when I say unemployed, I mean a Monday 
through Friday, nine to five, stereotypical or not prototype, 40 hour a week job. I haven't done that. Well, I haven't worked 40 hours a week for a couple of years now, seven years now, because I was working radio before. But in terms of reporting in, reporting to a manager, uh, coming in, clocking in, I haven't done that for a year now. And in reflection, you know, I, I, I'm sure some of you are wondering, how does it feel? Well, A, it feels amazing. You know, people always say that, well, I, I wouldn't say always, but you know, people who quit and then they're doing nothing and then they end up saying like, oh my God, I, I miss the, the grind of, of going in and having structure in my life. I don't really miss that. <laughs> I do miss, well, I miss the stability of the paycheck of a monthly or bi-monthly or whatever, bi-weekly or whatever, every two weeks paycheck. I miss that. I miss camaraderie. Like I miss socializing with people in the office. Although I did leave during still what I would say is maybe like towards the end of the pandemic. So there weren't many people in the office anyway. But I don't miss the having to set an alarm to go into work every day. I don't miss that structure at all. And I don't really know if I can go back to that's what I'm afraid of. So I was really thinking in my head a couple days ago, and I said I should talk about this on the podcast. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, ma'am. Um, like, am I destined to just be, I wouldn't say a bum, but am I destined to just make ends meet by hopefully landing gigs and random side hustles? Because the cost of living in the Philippines is relatively cheap compared to the United States. If I were to go to the United States and do what I was doing now, there's no way I would make it out there. Like zero chance. But since I'm out here and I'm making dollars, even like the cheapy, cheapy shit that I told you about way back in several episodes, it's more than enough right now. And then I was factoring inflation and whatnot. Hypothetically, okay, let me just be hypothetical here. Hypothetically, if this were to scale like my if my work were to scale in accordance with pay like let's say right now if i made ten dollars and then like next year i might i make 12 or 11 and then so on and so forth and and there was job security hypothetically there was job security forever i could do this for the rest of my life and and be fine i think in terms of if mathematically it would make sense but then when you come when you think about it and bring it back into the real world is it really going to like is this all I'm going to do for the rest of my life? No, no, right? Like definitely not. And and you have to factor in and I was thinking about this as well. Technology advancements are so crazy right now that so this is this is more in the realm of voiceover work and I see some voiceover artists on Facebook and whatever, like in the groups, who are a little bit concerned about this. And I see why. There's artificial intelligence voiceover now, which is incredible. Like, it doesn't sound robotic. Like, just go go on YouTube and type in artificial intelligence voiceover, and you can find some clips where you'd be like, damn, that's not a real person? That was generated by a computer? So 100%, the this line of work, voiceover work or whatever is in peril. I just don't think it will jeopardize the really big-time voiceover artists who can really do accents and whatever. 
But in terms of the small fish like me that just dabble in it, there's no way that we will not be replaced eventually. All right. And then on the other side of things, outside of voiceover work, hosting and whatever that that's how I make my the big bucks, right? The hosting. Eventually, I'm going to be the old guy. And not that I'm saying old guys can't get hostings. I mean, you see a lot of successful older hosts out there. Um, I'm not going to name drop because I don't want to call them old, but they're older than me and they're, they're, they have a lot more hostings than me. Uh, but the market changes. I mean, how many debuts have you seen where the host is older than me? It's rare. I think, uh, unless I'm just missing out on debuts, but all the debuts that I know are, are hosted by people my age. Which is thirties and thirty, early thirties, late twenties. And they're, they're going even younger. They get 21 year old hosts, 22 year old hosts because they want to vibe with the crowd. Now I'm not, I think I can, I think I can keep up this youthful glow for another decade. I think by the time I'm 40, I can still be like 34, 35 at heart. But eventually I'm going to run out of, you know, wiggle room there. Will I be able to transition to older shit? Like weddings, I think, are timeless. But I can't be 50 years old and hosting a wedding. I'm sure there are 50-year-old wedding hosts. But they're going to go with the established hotshot who's 20, 30, 40 years old. So I can't do this forever. And I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Will I have to look for a a job that I am not mentally prepared to do ever again? (laughs) Is that, that, I mean, that's speaking from a, posi- a way position of privilege. Like, I, 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 you know, I don't mean to say it's a bad thing to work those jobs. Like, if you do it, kudos to you. But fuck, man. I feel like I would go crazy. Cause I worked a desk job for a long time in the States and it drove me nuts. So I came out here and I make, not even maybe a quarter of what I was making back there in the States, but I was much, 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 much happier. So that's why I'm so okay with just chilling, <laughs> which is also a bad thing. I, I I remember having this conversation with my cousins who are in, not in the same boat as me, but we always look at our parents' upbringing and their essentially rags to riches up, 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 uh, come ups. Like my mom was poor. Like she was poor. They were poor. My family was poor. And my mom turned it all around because of the necessity and because of the drive. And because I never had to struggle with that, I don't have that drive. <laughs> and it's sad. And also, I'm like, you know, it, it, is it spoiled? I mean, I didn't, I didn't ask to be, you know, privileged. I'm just saying I was, I was, I'm here. And it, it, it's like, now will I ever find that drive? Do I need my back against the wall? The, the closest I could think of, of, of when I kind of experienced that, that feeling is when I moved out here on my own money and I spent all my money on the place that I live in. And then I have, then I had no money. Like literally I came here and I only had, I don't know. Maybe like fifty thousand pesos or a hundred thousand, and I was kind of living off that until I found work in the. I was doing TV commercials back then. That was the only time I kind of felt like my my quote unquote back was against the wall. But I knew even in the back of my mind, if I failed, I could go home. My my mom didn't really have that, and a lot of people who 
made it from the ground up, you know, started from the bottom, now we here. Didn't have that fallback plan. But I know in my mind that I do, and I can't take it away. I'm not saying I I'm not saying that I'm chilling so much the like I where I'm not working. Because if I was super super chill and I was like, fuck, I don't have to worry about anything, then I would just be a bum. But I'm hustling, right? I'm grinding. I'm online looking for work. Like I'm I'm looking for side hustles online. I'm looking for voiceover opportunities. I'm looking for people looking for hosts. I, I go and send out my name out there. I produce stuff online so that I get more visibility for myself as a host. And I make net when I go to hostings, I network and I try to get people's connections, people who enjoy my work, or they say, Hey, you were really good. I try to get their contact and you know, kind of imp- make an impression on them so that they remember me the next time around. But that's it. I mean, that's that's my extent of work. And I can't help but think, am I... I can't help but think, like, I'll be fine. <laughs> and I can't get that out of my head. Should I, should I feel like I don't have a fallback plan? Is that the best course of action so that I develop that, that successful mentality? I don't know. Anyway, that's just thinking out loud. <laughs> I bet you, I don't know if you, I hope your perception of me hasn't changed listening to that. But I'm just, I'm thinking like, fuck, man. What do I do? Where, where do I go from here? Because I am happy where I am. I'm completely content right now with where I am. But down the line, I don't think I will be. But then what do I do? Because I have no drive to do anything other than the fun shit that I like doing right now. But eventually that's going to come to an end. Where do I go? Do I start a business? I mean, business is always a thing, but I have no passion for business. <laughs> anyway, that's the podcast. Nah, thank you for listening. Wow, I went overtime. Okay. And I don't know if I'm going to record on Friday, but at least I made a nice juicy long one. Uh, <laughs> that's what she said. That's Bastos. And please listen to Halal show. Uh, you have a couple more weeks until the sun life sun talks on demand promo and you have a chance to win 50,000 pesos worth worth of gift cert by checking out our sun talks on demand hala hala show collaboration go listen to those sign up with the link just vote for us you don't even have to like talk to anyone from sun life if you want if you don't want to you just have to sign up with your like vote for us that's it and let me know your thoughts about wakanda or whatever anything you feel about this podcast by messaging me on instagram tevez of the best shout out to all the people who message me asking you know telling me giving me feedback about the show i really appreciate that and enjoy the rest of your week ahead okay then i was gonna say extra sean but rico's not here so that's it and i'll catch you all say it with me later ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 